Hello, and thank you for joining us on episode three of Viewpoint. Today we have Alana. Wow, you know what? I'm gonna just keep rolling. You know, it happens. <laughs> Alana Cartwright on the episode today. She is a student athlete at Cleveland State University. Uh, she's an art student, a great photographer, and just an all-around good person. And so, if you want to introduce yourself, hi, I'm Alana. Nice <laughs> to meet you. Guys. <laughs> nice to meet the people listening. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I was a big fan of Alana, uh, especially on her Instagram, and she's got this crazy, like, photography stuff going on, and it's, it's really fantastic. But I did uh, have another interest, which was the fact that she is a swimmer as well as a college student. And being in college myself, I you don't really get to realize that all that often what being a student athlete is like and, and having to balance not only college and, and friends and all that stuff, but essentially being a full-time athlete. Um, and I really wanted to get her viewpoint on this. Um, so I guess we can kind of just dive into it. Uh, so what got you into swimming? Um, I started when I was nine, almost 10, mm -hmm. and my parents had thrown me into a bunch of different sports. Um, actually, I thought for a while that I was gonna be like a competitive roller skater, not blader, roller skater. <laughs> and um, my dad just said, oh, try swimming, because I've always been like a water creature. Mm -hmm. um, like a little island family, so I've always been in the water, and I guess that kind of just stuck. There you go. So I had to stop my competitive roller skating career. Well, if only we <laughs> knew I, what that would have been like today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I did pretty much everything, and then swimming stuck, and then I got bad at doing everything on land. <laughs> um, so, like, when you when you first started swimming, did you, did you kind of realize that it was something that you had a passion for, or, or was it kind of just like, oh, like, all my friends are doing this, I'm kind of just going to keep going with it? Um, no, it was definitely something I realized I had a passion for, because I feel like when you're young and you start swimming, that's when it's really fun, and you actually enjoy yeah. going to practice. Mm -hmm. So I was like, wow, I love this, I love being in the water. Um, I didn't have any technique whatsoever, so I was kind of just, like, splashing around having fun, mm -hmm. and... Um, I used to be like weirdly shy, so it took me a minute to make friends. <laughs> um, anyways, but yeah, then, you know, time passed and it was kind of just like, it became my life. So yeah. I was like, I, mm -hmm. I don't know what I would do without this now. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. totally. And I, I think that's, I think that's the fun thing about sports when you grow up because everyone's terrible when they start. Yeah. And then like, <laughs> then you kind of see like people start emerging from the pack and they get a little bit better and all that yeah. stuff. But like, regardless, you form these friendships that you kind of have for life. Mm -hmm. So it's, I, I think that like sports at a young age is always a good thing. Um, so you, you said that you got started because your parents kind of threw you into it. Were they always um, really supportive in that way? Like, did they always want to see you do swimming or, or were they just like, I want you to just do your best at anything that you do? Um, I mean, they just always wanted me to succeed and do my best mm -hmm. and just for me to be happy, but mm -hmm. they are really big swim parents. Yeah. They hate missing meets. I remember the first time I drove to Columbus to go to a meet by myself. I was 18 years old, I think. Or no, wow. maybe 17. And my mom cried when I left <laughs> because she wasn't going to the meet with me. Wow. Um, I don't know. It's it's just really funny because it's been like such an emotional ride. And I used, I'm such a head case when it comes to swimming as well. And it's so mental. So definitely um, my mom at least especially is a very big reason why I am still swimming yeah um yeah yeah totally no and I think that, like if you look at every like athlete out there they always have like because the support always starts with the family you know mm -hmm. like they're the ones that take you to practice they're right. the ones that make sure you have like your goggles and your swim yeah. cap and all this and you're not like running around like a mess like not having all that stuff so yeah I think that like 
I think it's almost as if like the parents are the one that like give you kind of like the nudge and then like yeah. you get to kind of flourish. I mean, definitely. Even like af- even after the nudge, when mm-hmm. I was like pretty much immersed in it, mm-hmm. um, they were still the ones believing in me when I didn't believe in myself and mm-hmm. through everything. So yeah, definitely yeah. very supportive, both mm-hmm. of them. And now being in college too, I'm sure it's like this crazy thing that they get to experience now. It's like, whoa, she's at this level. Like mm-hmm. it's awesome. Yeah. Um, and along with like getting up to these bigger levels in, in, in sports, a lot of people face burnout and and this kind of like oh my god like i have to do this again like i've done it all of my life yeah. have you like have you experienced that at all all the time all yeah. the time um yeah i mean there was a long period where i just wanted to quit mm-hmm. um because i just wasn't getting any of the results that i wanted yeah but um it was actually a really important part of i guess my journey as a swimmer and just as a human being it taught me a lot but mm-hmm. i mean i get burnout it's a long season and it's grueling yeah. and it pretty much does mm-hmm. consume your life. You have to sacrifice pretty much everything else you care about. Like you're just with your team and coaches more than you're with your family yeah. or anybody else. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I get burnout during the <laughs> season itself, yeah. but you just know that at the end it's going to be worth it. But mm-hmm. also that's good because summers I take a lot of time off. My yeah. coaches don't necessarily like that I do that, but mm-hmm. I need it for my mental yeah. so that I'm ready mm-hmm. to actually train and be 100% committed yeah when it comes time 100 percent yeah like I think that outside of like the physicality of sports mentality is almost important like it oh my gosh yeah it's like 90 percent yeah and like because my my dad's a huge golfer right Mm -hmm. and he plays the game probably almost every day (laughs) and sometimes I go along with him and I'm like oh my god like here we go I'm gonna just be crap like it's not gonna be good (laughs) and he's like no like I'll, I'll teach you the physicality, but the mentality is something that you have to just mm-hmm. stay positive with. Right. And if you look at across, like, all of these athletes, like, I love Kobe Bryant as a basketball player. Like, okay, LeBron, Cleveland, never going to not be my favorite player. Right. But Kobe, it's the whole Mamba mentality of things and how mm-hmm. he's just, like, so unbelievably focused with everything yeah. that he does on and off the court. Yeah. Um, that, like, I think, like, a mentality like that is, is something that you see in a lot of athletes across all sports. Do you have... Like anything like that, like, do you like when you're like getting prepared to swim? Is it does you like flip a switch and then it goes into sort of this new mentality, or is it kind of just like, oh, I'm just gonna go swim? Um, no, I my mentality has been a trip. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to have like a terrible mentality. I was so negative. Mm-hmm. I would dig myself like I when I wouldn't do well. I would just dig myself into a ditch and just kind of sit there. Yeah. Um. So. I, I did go through a long period of time where I just plateaued and I mm-hmm. like sucked and everybody else around me was like doing the same things that I was and having like the best seasons of their lives. Yeah. Um, it taught me a lot because I did realize that my perspective on everything was essentially going to shape mm-hmm. how I performed because yeah. like I'd go into races thinking like, Oh, it's just going to be the same as it's always been. I'm going to like, s- like stink again. Yeah. But, um, I don't know when I actually like fixed my mental and like fixed my mindset mm-hmm. and was like trusting the process, everything changed. Yeah. And obviously the physical has a lot to do with it, but mm-hmm. I guess before races now, um, I don't even know. I guess I do kind of, I do get really focused. I don't like when people mm-hmm. talk to me right before a race Yeah. because I have to be in the zone and I think way too much. Yeah. Um, I have a tendency to overcomplicate things. So mm-hmm. I'm always like thinking like, visualizing thinking mm-hmm. just going through everything i definitely just don't say i'm gonna go swim yeah i mean actually in off events i do mm-hmm. that and i usually do really well because yeah. I, it, there's no pressure mm-hmm. and i just go in and do it yeah but yeah it's yeah. it's interesting how your mind can take over like that too mm-hmm. when you put no pressure and there's no stakes on it and you kind of go into like an automated kind of yeah. like 
mindset. It's it, like autopilot. Yeah. 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 yeah and you're like, exactly. wait, how did this actually work? Like, if right. you don't overthink it, sometimes it's better. It's it's such a weird like mentality Definitely. shift like that. Um, not and like talking about this whole mentality thing in sports and stuff is like it just reminds me of the conversation that that has started to happen with with sports, especially like Kevin Love kind of like charging and leading the way with with mental health and basketball. Mm-hmm. And then you see these other NBA players kind of coming up and they're like, yeah, like it's actually yeah. it's actually kind of something like that. So I think the whole conversation of mental health is getting bigger and bigger, but it's it's interesting seeing how it's started of playing out in sports too. Mm-hmm. Because it was it was never really anything. It's with with like these old players like like Michael Jordan who was just like, "Oh, just like go with it. Just go like just keep pounding, keep going." And and obviously he won six championships. Right. Like that's great. <laughs> but I I think that it's interesting now having that conversation being like, okay, yeah, like obviously we all want to succeed, but not at the cost of my mental health. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a really interesting conversation that's starting to be had uh, in sports. Yeah. Um, so going more into the, the realm of swimming, uh, there's, there's obviously icons, you know, like you have Michael Phelps, you have Ryan Lochte, you have the, oh man, I can't remember her name, but she's like. Ledecky. Ledecky, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You have these just absolutely insane swimmers Mm -hmm. do you have any swimmers that you look up to anything like that um i don't even know i really like missy franklin actually Mm -hmm. she had a really nice quote i remember my coach always would like Mm -hmm. bring her up to me because there was a very vivid point in my life i remember Mm -hmm. when i was at this meet and I had trained, and, you know, I was thinking, like, this is going to be my breakthrough. This is going to be when I, like, finally get those results I've been waiting for these years. Yeah. And then I just, like, didn't – I just <laughs> gained so much time. And I felt so good in, like, all the practices. I was like, oh, my gosh. I had, like, really high hopes. Yeah. And um, he brought up how Missy, like, before the last Olympics, she had hurt her back. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly how mm-hmm. she did it. But um, she hurt her back, and, like – she barely made the Olympics. Like, she had just made it, like, towards the end of the trials. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't even remember what her quote was, but it was really good. Yeah. <laughs> it was very hopeful. Yeah. And, I mean, I also just love Michael Phelps. Mm-hmm. He's my favorite. Yeah. I don't know. I just think he's so great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know. He, he seems like – I know a lot of people say that he's really cocky and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. I remember I watched this one thing around the Olympics where he mm-hmm. pulled his Olympic medals out of old socks – I was oh like, this God. man, I, I don't know, I, to me, he just seems, like, really humble and yeah. very, and yeah. I just, I like also that he had that whole, like, drug thing going yeah, on, yeah. because, you know, it shows his growth, and, like, yeah. the way that he trained for London versus, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, where was the last one, Rio, um, uh, and, yeah. like, I don't know, his, I guess, journey as a swimmer and how he really developed, I liked that a lot, Yeah. because it was, I don't know, it just seemed very human, mm-hmm. and not so much just, like, you know robotic athlete training oh, yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of thing yeah no definitely and his baby's really cute too boomer. oh my gosh yeah oh boomer and bennett i love them both yeah this so whole family mm-hmm. yeah it's and it's so funny too like saying how like your mom was really upset when she missed your meet and his mom goes to every olympics like yeah. imagine like imagine being michael phelps's mom being like oh yeah like i just you this know this is my kid man yeah. he's got the world records <laughs> he's literally the best <laughs> olympian of all time right and he's just my kid that I go to his swim meets for. Right. Like, that's unbelievable. Yeah, it when must you, be When crazy. you think about it that way. Yeah. Um, so, I'm, I'm sure, like, 
it's it's got to be a, a different kind of mentality, like at an Olympic race. Oh, yeah. Um, going sure. through, like, when you're actually swimming and you're going through and you're like, wow, I'm, I'm swimming for my country. Like, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get these medals. What goes through your head when you're actually swimming? Um, a lot of different things. Yeah. Usually, there's always something in my stroke that, like, falls apart. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when I get tired, I think of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know. Wow. Um, I... Most of the, I'm not going to lie to you. Most mm-hmm. of the time, my mind immediately goes to, I'm so tired, I want to stop racing. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, I get really competitive, and I think racing actually has become something that, I don't know, I enjoy more than anything, just mm-hmm. because, like, the adrenaline. Yeah. And, you know, you see people close to you, and you're just like, oh, my God, I want to beat them. Like, yeah. I want to be the best. I don't yeah. know. Not mm-hmm. even necessarily for, like, you know, pride. Just because, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's, like, fun. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. I guess when I'm swimming, I just try to think things that are not defeatist because mm-hmm. I don't want to get too caught up in I'm so tired. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of times mostly what I do is whenever I get tired, like that's when the technique begins to fall apart. Mm-hmm. So I just drill those things into my head, yeah. which are ba- like if I'm swimming fly, it's always my hips and my legs because they just mm-hmm. sink. And then I kind of look like active drowning. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm like always thinking like kind of the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Um, and I told myself, you know, if you go faster now, you'll be done soon. You can rest. Yes. And, you know, when you see the scoreboard, it's mm-hmm. not even going to matter yeah. how much it hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh you just got to go through the thing. Got to love it. <laughs> yeah. Got to love the process, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So I ran a half marathon last year. And it was unlike anything I'd ever done before. So I played soccer in high school. Yeah. And, you know, like, you, you run a lot on the field. But it's like a series of, like, jogging and sprinting. and then, But not, like... Not 13.1 That's a continuous time. miles. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, my God. And that thought of if you run faster, it'll be over sooner got me through the race. I mm-hmm. was like, because I ran it with my mom. Oh, really? And she ran it faster than I did. She was running <laughs> awesome. ahead of me. And she's like, Kyle, come on. Like, let's go. And I was like, Mom, I can't go any faster. <laughs> this is crazy. And I, I was just thinking, I was like, if you run faster, you'll be done sooner. And then, like... Oh my god! I'd like a huge cramp, mile ten, and I was like, I have three miles left, and I was like, I was like, mom, I don't know if I'm gonna make it. Like she's like, Kyle, you're this close, you've come right. this far, and I was like, oh, you're right. So definitely, like, definitely got me through that race. But I've also found too that those kind of mindsets that I've found within athletics and stuff like that have kind of transitioned into just daily life too. Absolutely. Did, have you found anything that you learned in swimming that you've taken from there and and kind of put into like your daily thought process anything like that yeah um I think honestly swimming in a way has helped me become shaped into the person that I am more than anything else yeah um at least in my physical life Mm -hmm. um I think the biggest thing was you were talking about the process is Mm -hmm. trusting the process because I mean I've mentioned this a few times like I had this period where I I don't know it was for maybe like two or years ish two Mm -hmm. three um, where I was investing everything, sacrificing so much mm-hmm. for the sport that, you know, I love so much, yeah. but nothing was showing up. I was mm-hmm. just like, I, I, it was kind of to the point where, you know, you're, you get like knocked down enough times that it's like, am I doing this for like, what, what's yeah. the point anymore? Mm-hmm. And it's hard to still love it. Yeah. Um, but I think during that time, and I didn't realize it at the time because, you know, when you're going through the process mm-hmm. and like 
the tough stuff that's supposed to make you so much stronger and no one ever wants to go through that like you don't want to go no. through the adversity mm-hmm. um you just want to like get to the part where everything's great mm-hmm. and you've like triumphed yeah but um i think at least in those kind of things um it's taught me to just like at least trust more yeah. and to focus my mind on like positive things because i mean mm-hmm. in terms of anything like you know it's life you're gonna go through difficult seasons all the time yeah and if you're gonna be negative throughout the entire thing mm-hmm. you're not gonna get anything out of it yeah. and really like you're just gonna dig yourself into a hole and kind of wallow there yeah so absolutely. um i guess what I've always just tried to do now is no matter what I'm going through, I just want to like have a smile on my face and be one of those people that it's like, why are you smiling right now? Like, even though it sucks. Uh Um, so I guess just that kind of thing is that it's taught me to be confident and trust, you know, that, um, there's a plan for me and that I'm eventually, you know, really Mm -hmm. actually going to be happy with it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that's so true. Um, I've found a lot of times, like, when you're working on something for so long and you're getting no return from it, it's like, what exactly, like, what point? am I doing this right. for? What's the <laughs> point? But then, like, one day it kind of all clicks and you're like, oh, this is the best feeling ever. Right. And it's like, it's fine. Everything's, like, opened up and everything makes sense now and it's just the best thing ever. And, mm-hmm. and it's it's a tough lesson to learn because it's a lot of a lot of pain to get through to get to the right. the gratification. Definitely. Yeah. Delayed gratification is a good lesson. Yeah. Um so I wanna transition now. So we've we've kind of gotten a good picture of, of what swimming life is like for you. Now I, I think that just being a like an athlete in itself is tough enough. But having to balance that with school has gotta be <laughs> a like a complete nightmare. Like I like the the mental image that comes to mind is like have you seen the cat in the hat movie? <laughs> Like the no, doctor. Okay, so it's literally it's it's a weird movie. Like <laughs> anyone that's listening to this that's seen it, like I think you understand what I'm talking about. But it's literally like a human version of a guy, like who's dressed up as a cat, and he's like on like a ball and you're balancing on one foot, and then he's got like plates on sticks and they're Okay, I've read the book. Yeah. I know what you're okay, talking, you know about. What I'm talking yeah, about. I know yeah. what you're talking about. I feel like that's literally like student athlete life. It's like an analogy. Team. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So what what is it? like for you so like you were a freshman this year like mm-hmm. correct so like introducing to college like getting introduced to a completely different life has got to be so weird in itself yeah. and then th- on top of that like you're doing all these classes and it's, it's a much more serious thing and then on top of that you're being an athlete at the same time yeah what was it like um <laughs> when i first started i didn't think i was gonna make it like i didn't yeah. think i was gonna make it through the season let alone four years of it mm-hmm. um and that was when, like, school hadn't even really become tough yet. Yeah. Like, it was just the intensity um, at the level that I was training at and the fact that I was really out of shape the whole time. And I was, like, waking up early in the morning every single day. And yeah. then, like, you know, by the time you're at the end of your... And all my classes are, like, two and a half hours because they're labs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not all of them, but a yeah. lot of them are mm-hmm. just because of art. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, you're, like, sitting there. You just want to yeah. sleep the whole time. And you're, like, your body's, like, hurting. Like, you're literally drawing, like, with a pencil. And you're, like, yeah. dang, my arm hurts. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, I don't know if I can lift this up. <laughs> right. I got to, like, take a minute. Um, but, you know, it was definitely something to adjust to. But I don't I really, 
it's weird because I complain all the time about like having a busy schedule and I wish that I had more time opening up and stuff like that, but I don't mm-hmm. even know what I would do if I didn't have it. Yeah. Because truthfully, and I hate to admit this, mm-hmm. I'm honestly kind of lazy when it comes to like physical activity if it wasn't for swimming. Like yeah. I could really just lay around and not really care that much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean like, I mean maybe that's because I'm so used to being physical that I like it more. Yeah. But um if I didn't if I wasn't like doing so much at once I don't even know what I would do. Like, it's just become, I've just been conditioned to it so much that mm-hmm. I like always being busy. Yeah. And I don't know, it gives me a lot to focus on. Mm-hmm. And in one sense, I mean, you can just like think about how stressed you are and everything. But like, if you look at it as all of your gifts and everything like that, I mean, mm-hmm. pursue it while you can. Yeah. Because my whole thing, every single time, I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm like, mm-hmm. you're going to miss it so much one day. So. Yeah. Just remember, like, keep doing this while your body is still able to, while you're young. And, um, I don't know, again, the mindset, Mm -hmm. I think, is the only thing. Really what it looks like is just, like, uh, I mean, I have breakdowns. I'd be sitting there in my room just, like, wanting to cry sometimes, actually crying sometimes. I think it's normal, though. Like, it's, it's, when you're under that much pressure and that much stress, it's it's to be expected to a certain degree. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so what does a typical day kind of look like? It, like, so we're saying like we're mid season, mm-hmm. like just come off of a meet, like you're in like a normal week of okay. training. What does it look like? Um, so let me think. It's different every day because we okay. have like different schedules in terms of like when, what days we lift and what days we have doubles and stuff like that. Okay. But I think the max I want to say like is 20 hours that they, you can't train over 20 hours or something wow. like that a week. Mm-hmm. Um, like a Tuesday or a Thursday or something when mm-hmm. we have two practices, um, wake up at like 5.30-ish. We oh have practice God. from only 6 to 7.30. So okay. it's only an hour and a half. Yeah. That doesn't that make doesn't it make any, any we, yeah. we had an hour-long practice one time, and I was like, that was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. It was only an hour. <laughs> um, then, I mean, you just have your classes throughout the day. Yeah. And then swim again in the afternoon, and then you go home, and you're, like, doing homework and stuff. Yeah. But, like... I do a lot of my work in the art building, which is, like, way off campus. So I yeah. got to take the bus um, to, like, it's, like, past Playhouse Square. So oh, it's, man, yeah. it's a little bit of a trek. Yeah. But um, I would be in the art building sometimes until, like, I don't even know, like, 1 a.m. Oh, and then I have to come home and go to practice in the morning oh, again. Like, man. And there was a weird point where I wasn't, like... I couldn't sleep at night, so my coach yeah. was like, all right, you can't take naps during the day anymore. And I was like, man, what, 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 how am I going to do that? I don't know why. It was like, I don't know, I was so tired, and I was like, man, I can't sleep, though. Um, like, I just kept waking up in the middle of the night. Oh, man. Um, yeah, but, you know, you just find whatever times you can to eat. And if you have a class conflict, that stinks because you can't practice with the team. Yeah. Like, in the spring, mm-hmm. um, I had a class conflict on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I had this Spanish class that was two hours. Oh, man. And it was right in the middle of practice, so mm-hmm. I would have practice. Then I would have two classes, then I would go to practice again, like my afternoon practice. I'd swim by myself. Yeah. And then I would have class for two hours. And then I would go home. And oh, the, it's so much harder when you, like, bring your practice up a few hours, like, having it more back-to-back. Oh, my yeah. gosh. That's crazy. I was like, I'm not going <laughs> to. I can't. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Like, yeah. like, me, like, when I walk around campus and I see these student athletes, like, they're all just, like, in sweats, just, like, headphones in, like, just not trying to, like, talk to anyone. And it's got to be because they're so exhausted. Yeah. Like, I, I can't even believe it. And. <laughs> Like, 
Oh my gosh. I've seen like some videos too of like student athletes like, oh, like taking around my day. They get up at 5.30 like you do. Yeah. They go and lift for two hours and then they have like this like designated study session that they have to do. And then they go to classes and then they go back to the locker room to like do like PT and stretch and then mm-hmm. like go to practice. Like it's got to be the craziest experience. It is. Like, every day is different, too, but you get Mm -hmm. into this schedule and it works for you. Yeah. Like, that's one thing I miss. Like, as much as it stresses me out, I Mm -hmm. can't wait to go back to having, like, a structured structured schedule and just to, like, I don't know. I really, even though it was really stressful, I really enjoyed my life, and I do miss it a lot. I like like that hecticness. Yeah. Chaos. Yeah, well, because then you're never bored. It's like orderly chaos. Yeah, exactly. You're never bored. And then, Mm -hmm. like, when you do actually get to sit down, you can really just, like, have fun just, like, laying here. Yeah. Like, sitting just in (laughs) the chair. Not even, you don't even have to think. You just shut everything off. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, the best part of your day. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Totally, totally. And it makes you appreciate, like, the downtime. You know, you're like, wow, I, I don't have to practice today. (laughs) <laughs> for an hour and a half. Yeah, like, like Wednesdays we had mornings off. Oh my gosh, sleeping in. Oh my god, best thing ever. That's gotta be heaven. It was great. Like you never really, cause I was thinking like, oh Wednesdays you get the morning off. Like I'd rather just have morning practice, have the afternoon off. No, you won't. Cause when you have to wake up at 5 a.m. one day a week, it's like, oh, oh you just man. can't wait. Cause Tuesday yeah. nights are like, oh we can stay out late tonight. Like <laughs> yeah. oh we gotta practice tomorrow morning. Yeah. 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 Um, no, that's that's gotta be that's gotta be so fun. And the best part of any team, too, is, like, the camaraderie and mm-hmm. all the friendships you get to make. Yeah. What's what's that like, like, being kind of thrown into, like, a college environment? Because, like, with, with youth sports and, and stuff you do in your town or, like, different, like, swim teams that you join, like, you're kind of, like, thrown in there, but you've kind of, like, known the people for a long time and you develop friendships over time. Mm-hmm. What's it like kind of just, like, starting over and, and building that team chemistry, like, all over again? Um, It was cool because... When I went into high school and yeah. I was a freshman, mm-hmm. you know, nobody liked you because you were a freshman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I went into college and, like, it was like I was welcomed, you know, yeah. and it didn't matter. Like, everybody, you, it was weird. Like, I had, like, 60 immediate friends and, mm-hmm. um, at for like, there were, at the beginning, there were people that, I, you know, you just didn't know that well and you had your group that you kind of, like, flocked to. Yeah. But by the end of the season, you have, like, this unique developed relationship with every single person on the team yeah and it's awesome because i don't know you have all these different people with their different um backgrounds and stories and everything Mm -hmm. like that and you get to learn so much from these people just based on like experiencing life with them and you know you're with them all the time yeah um so obviously we get really sick of each other but Mm -hmm. it's it's a family for sure no totally like i I feel like the same thing happens with like college roommates you know Mm -hmm. like you're sleeping in the same room. Yeah. You go to the dining hall together. You try to schedule your classes together. So right. you're, like, there all the time. And then, like, when you're away from them, you're, like, oh, like, this is kind of weird. I'm, like, I'm, like, actually living my own life now. Yeah. In a completely new place. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's an interesting it's an interesting vibe. It's it's very weird. Um, one of the things that, that comes to my mind when I think of, like, student athletes, and this is probably a huge generalization and stigma, so feel free to crush it. Um... <laughs> Are there any, like, are there any sort of, like, perks or, like, I don't want to say special treatment because that has, like, a negative connotation to it. But, like, do you, like, get, like, better choices for classes? Like, You do get to schedule your classes earlier because you have to plan them around your practices. Okay. So I schedule my classes, like, early in the year. Like, Mm -hmm. I think I did it. Well, I actually don't know what month it was, so I can't tell you. Yeah. Maybe, like, 
at least a month before. I think like February or March oh, wow. or something. I don't okay. not February, maybe March. Mm-hmm. April, I don't know. One of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you get to schedule them ahead of time, so you get like mm-hmm. first pick for timing and stuff like that yeah. to plan around. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really nice. Mm-hmm. They made a really big deal at CSU about mm-hmm. at least like with regard to like drugs and alcohol. They're like you're not gonna get, don't expect to get special treatment just because you're an athlete if you yeah. get caught doing anything. Mm-hmm. Um. I like the perks that I get. I don't know. When people find out I'm a swimmer, they're like, oh, really? Yeah. Because usually people like know it's pretty tough. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, yeah, good. Like, give me some satisfaction that I know. Like, all right, yeah, I'm doing a yeah. tough thing. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm doing all right. Yeah, um, give me that sympathy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, I think I made friends easier being an athlete. Yeah. Because you, like, flock to other like then you kind of have connections with other athletes of other yeah. sports and stuff like mm-hmm. that a lot of my friends at least at csu yeah because um i don't know i don't really i'm not, I'm not really involved in anything else that we have so i don't i don't even know yeah. what we have. but mm-hmm. a lot of my friends that aren't athletes will tell me they're like yeah i don't like have anywhere i went like it's like the weekend and they need mm-hmm. something to do like a party to go to they're like i don't yeah. know where to go i'm mm-hmm. like i always have a move yeah i just realize i always have somewhere <laughs> my, to go like i always have it. options yeah. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, no, that's nice. That's nice. And like, it's, it's an interesting bond because like, I don't know, like what what comes to mind is essentially it's like, oh, like basketball versus football, like two bigger sports. Yeah. They like kind of like you would, you would expect them to kind of butt heads. Be yeah. Like, no, like this sport's more important. That's what's more important. But oh, I feel yeah. like you're all like, you're all in the same boat. Like you're all student athletes. You're all oh no. Swimming school. definitely gets the short end of the stick. Really? Swimming doesn't make that much money. Oh. A lot of some programs get cut because of it in that's college. Awful. Like a lot of times. And, like, you get way less support, like, at meets and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like, no one wants to come to watch a swim meet. <laughs> yeah. I will say, they're kind of hot. Like, the, the, the actual really room hot. that you, like, yeah. I, I walk in there, within five minutes, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, well, no one, sweating. like, says, yeah, let's go hang out at the swim meet at the yeah. natatorium. It's not, like, fun stuff to do unless <laughs> yeah. you're really invested in the sport itself. You're, like, sitting or in these metal benches right. and you're like, huh. I mean, it's not really that fun. <laughs> They're long and grueling. Like, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't just go to them for fun if I wasn't a swimmer myself. But, um, yeah, that's the one sad thing is that it doesn't make as much money. So, like, EMU, for instance, yeah. um, their football team, like, isn't that great. But their swim program that won, like, Three, I think, MAC titles got yeah. cut, the men's side. Wow. And they had, or no, not three, like 34. I don't even know. Like some big number. Yeah. Um, They got cut. And it's, crazy. It, it's really sad, yeah. yeah. But I don't know. It's a rough life, I guess. I mean, it's, I don't know, just like funding. Like It's, it's tough. That's yeah. a whole. That's we a get whole... less free stuff, too. Really? Yeah, a lot of the other okay. athletes get cooler free stuff. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, like, you know, you get that like D1 like clothing apparel and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah we don't get that mm-hmm. much. <laughs> no, I've seen like, I've seen on like social media where like, like they call it like Nike Christmas. Yeah. And it's like where you like walk into the locker room and you see just a giant stack of like, like sweatshirts, clothes, shoes, like backpacks, mm-hmm. all this stuff. And I'm like, that would be one of the greatest things ever about being so a student. Fun. Oh my God. That's going to be so great. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, but I guess maybe if, if you're looking at it from two different points of view, like one of the best and or worst things about being an athlete is all the travel. Mm-hmm. How does like, how, like, do you enjoy it? Do you hate it? Is it kind of like a medium between the two? Um, you know, a long bus ride is a little grueling sometimes. Yeah. Uh, we just think, I don't know. I don't really mind it that much. Yeah. Just because I enjoy just like being with people. Yeah. And a lot of times mm-hmm. we just play really dumb games on the bus. <laughs> yeah. We just like have really mm-hmm. dumb fun. I mean, on the way there, kind of, it's like, 
you want to get there, but you also don't want to get there because I'm like, I don't yeah. really feel like swimming. Like, I don't mm. really feel like racing. Yeah. But on the way home, you're just, like, really exhausted. I think the worst part about the traveling is, like, getting off the bus and going into your apartment because you got to get all your stuff. Yeah. The traveling itself, I don't really mind it that much. Mm. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. I went to New York for the first time because... That's uh, awesome. Not in New York City. It was, like, Colgate or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, well, but... you can retract that one. <laughs> But, I mean, like, you get to go to different states. Yeah, that's nice. And then training trip. Training trip is nice. Oh, yeah, tell me about that. We didn't go last year. Um, Actually, what happened, like, you know, the Mm -hmm. whole hurricane thing. Um, It was ready for us to go Mm -hmm. afterwards. But there were some parents that had concerns about it being safe. Mm -hmm. Um, So we didn't go this year. and Stayed in Cleveland for Christmas break when we had, like, two Mm. practices every single day. Yeah. Was, you know, it was cool. Yeah, <laughs> saved no. me a thousand bucks, but like I yeah. didn't get to get tan that year. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I had a I had a friend. Uh, I I go to University of Pittsburgh, and yeah. Um, instead of like going somewhere for their training trip, they essentially just went downtown, <laughs> and they found a different swimming location, and they put them up in a hotel. Really? Yeah, and so they would train twice a day, like for like what like two weeks like essentially yeah. that amount of time and he was like it was one of the worst things i've ever like because yeah. like you don't get to go anywhere like you're still like in pittsburgh and he's like yeah like i know this city like whatever mm-hmm. like it's not a big deal and we're just yeah. swimming twice a day for and it's hours cold and you don't want to swim yeah it's cold, right? man. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. definitely a training trip's got to be fun though are you going to puerto rico again we should be going this okay. year which is going to be nice because yeah. um i only get like I think, like, about a week at Christmas time to come home. Yeah. So then when I come home, then I can go right to Puerto Rico when the new year starts. Yeah. And, you know, even though it's going to be really grueling and intense and just, mm-hmm. ugh, I'll be yeah. in the sun mm-hmm. in the, the Caribbean, so it'll be good. Yeah. No, that'll be that'll be super fun. Yeah. I, I have a friend that goes to Columbia and he swims. Dimitri? Yeah. Yeah, you know. Does he still swim? Yeah, he still swims at Columbia. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so he, I think... <laughs> It's kind of like serendipitous, but I think they went to Colombia for their like training trip. No way. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he said it was crazy down there. Like there was so much going on, like yeah. not in terms of like just training where it's like grueling mm-hmm. and like a grind, but like just even like the stuff that he was able to do outside of that. Was, yeah. He just said it was one of the weirdest vacations <laughs> and trips he's been on. I can't wait. Oh, uh, yeah. No, it's it's got to be so fun. And obviously a huge perk of being an athlete. Um so we're about I don't know halfway into this, um, but I kind of want to focus now on the student side of things. So student athlete, mm-hmm. let's focus on the student. So you are an art student, correct? Yes. What like do you like the official title? Like what are we working with? Um, I'm a studio art major with a concentration of photography. Okay, cool. So like I'm required to take all the foundations courses mm-hmm. um, in the art classes, so you're nice and well-versed. Mm-hmm. Um, some art history yeah. courses, I don't know how many credits, but mm-hmm. then you have to go to inva- advanced levels in two areas. Okay. Um, photography is my concentration, like mm-hmm. I, what I want to do involves yeah. photography, so that, mm-hmm. um, and then maybe, I don't know, it depends, because yeah. I'm in different classes this year, we'll see what I like, but right now I'm thinking printmaking. Cool, for, that's very so. cool. Yeah. So how did you initially get into photography? Um, actually, so this, <laughs> my uncle passed away when I was, I think, 14. Mm-hmm. And um, we were really, really close. So obviously it was just really devastating. Yeah. And um, 
you know, your mind just, like, scrambles. So you want to, like, hold as many memories as close to you as you can. Absolutely. And I remember being afraid because I was 14. I was, like, when I'm my mom's age, like, am I going to remember that much? Yeah. Um, are, like, some of these vivid memories going to be quite as, like, clear in my mind? Yeah. Um, but I had almost no pictures with him. Mm-hmm. And it kind of sucked because I was, like, you know, you want to, like, document moments so you can physically yeah. see them even though you're not, like, being able to experience them again yeah so um i kind of just like said to myself i was like all right well i don't want this to happen again like yeah. i want to capture more of like what i'm mm-hmm. doing with people and all the important moments and stuff like that yeah. so capturing moments just ended up being like you know taking pictures of everything and i just yeah. found a love for it and mm-hmm. like always like taking photos of my friends yeah and different things like that mm-hmm. um and yeah and then it just became this way to like i don't know just amplifies people's yeah. beauty in the mm-hmm. world around me and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and it's it's a great display of, of artistry itself, too. Like, I, I'm i barely into photography, I'd say. Like, it's not really my thing, you but, dabble. like, I have, like, an understanding of it, yeah. I would say. Um, but it's so fun just being able to craft an image that really, like, they say, like, a picture's worth a thousand words, but you can truly, like, by changing just the way that someone's sitting, right. you can... You can speak to a whole different person in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the, the great things I've found about photography, for yeah. sure. Um, so what do you, do you have any, like, photography inspirations or anything like that? Do you have anyone that you, like, look up to? Um, I have a lot of photographers that I really like. I mean, mm-hmm. I get inspired really easily. Yeah. Just, I mean, I follow a bunch of photographers on social media platforms and stuff mm-hmm. like that, which is perfect for us because, you know, pictures. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I Not... It's not, like, really any one in particular, like, is kind of, like, my driving force. Mm -hmm. Um, I get inspired, I guess, by, I, sorry, (laughs) I guess, by, um, I don't know, the relationships that I form and stuff like that with people, working with different people and actually Mm -hmm. building a relationship with them. Yeah. And it's funny because a lot of people are really uncomfortable in front of a camera. Yeah. So, you know, you get to, like, work through the weirdness and actually develop to try to make something great out of Mm -hmm. it. Um, And that's pretty much what I want to do with my life is I, but, like, with people around the world. So, Mm -hmm. um, just, like, immersing myself in different cultures with different kinds of people Mm -hmm. and really being able to capture that and like yeah mm-hmm. yeah That's because really, the people in general just inspire me people yeah. in the simplest sense i guess mm-hmm. yeah and, it, and it's crazy too like how one person that lives a certain way and you can like kind of take something from them and be like wow okay so this person just loves to like do their thing and, and then you can kind of take from that and be like okay well let me try and live that kind of way and right. really focus on the things that make me happy yes um a really great question I think I forgot it oh no um oh yeah so like you were talking about how relationships with photographers and and, and working through the weirdness and stuff mm-hmm. and, and really showing their story one of the things that instantly came to mind was humans of New York yeah that whole series yes is that like is, is that something that you found like you're like oh that's really cool that's something I would want to do um yeah I mean to a certain extent, yes. Yeah. Um, I, re- mm-hmm. I love Humans of New York. I love reading the stories and stuff like that. Yeah. I just think it's incredible. Mm-hmm. And that does really inspire me. Because, I mean, what I want to do, essentially, is mm-hmm. um, just do a bunch of mission work in different countries, mostly yeah. underdeveloped countries and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I want to incorporate photography into it. So yeah. doing, like, a humanitarian kind of thing. And also, mm-hmm. like, photographing the really intimate moments in people's lives, watching their lives, like, you know, get changed, hopefully, yeah. and transformed. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think that's really cool to hear somebody's story mm-hmm. and to be able to, like, capture a photograph that maybe, like, 
somehow conveys a lot of emotion maybe relating to mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's really fun to try to tell a story with one image. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's awesome. And um, I just remember going through, I think it was the Newseum in Washington, D.C., but they have, like, this entire section that's dedicated to, like, the most powerful, fo- like, photos of all time. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's, so cool. it's true. Like, you, you look at these photos and it's just, it's, you can tell the entire story from it. Yeah. And it's, it kind of just shocks you. You're like, yeah. whoa. But um, at the same time, I think it's cool because, like, in some sense you can see the entire story, but then there's always so much, like, you know, everybody's experience a different, mm-hmm. experiencing a different form of reality. So everybody takes something different from it. And yeah. then even, like, there's so much behind a picture that like you don't even know mm-hmm. and it's really cool to actually be able to like speak with artists or yeah. um, models or like the mm-hmm. subjects and stuff like that yeah. and to see kind of inside mm-hmm. also yeah no it's it's super fascinating and like sometimes when I like go out and shoot and, and do photography it's like what will you do to get the shot like you can be in so many like I like you'll lay on the ground or like you'll be like reaching over something to try and get the <laughs> shot like it's it's that that you don't see that's behind the camera that's right. always fascinating mm-hmm. too. It'd be like hearing a story from a photographer and like, oh yeah, like I hung out of a helicopter yeah. and like <laughs> had to like reach over to get yeah. this like picture of this volcano or something like that. Like there's always right. a million stories with getting the shot too. Yeah. That's super fascinating. Or like those natural geographic photographers oh that have like 3,000 insects landing on them while they're getting a shot. Yeah. Oh, I don't even know how I'm getting oh malaria and everything just for photos. Yeah. No. <laughs> have you seen any of the planet Earth like movies? Oh. oh my god. No. Like these these people are absolutely crazy. They will go to the furthest extents to get these pictures I gotta and, and watch these videos. Them. Yeah. That's so cool. They'll be like in the middle of the Sahara, like surrounded by like venomous snakes. Oh my god. Just to get like a shot of like a little like groundhog or like, whatever <laughs> trying to come up through its hole and yeah. I'm like, oh my god, like I can't even imagine right. what that's like. Or like running away from a cheetah while it's trying to go after its prey. Like <laughs> They will do literally anything, anything. to get a yeah. shot. Yeah, it's it's super, super fascinating. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, well, I think that kind of like wraps up the whole idea of, of a student athlete. Yeah. Um, and now we get to go to my favorite part, which is we get to ask yeah. all the, har- the Hallmark <laughs> questions. Um, so, I mean, these are tough, but I, I think that it's, it's an interesting case study to do to yeah. get to see people's viewpoints on different things. Um, so we'll start with the worst one. We'll get that out of the okay. way. Um, so what is one thing that you believe that you think others wouldn't agree with you on? Gosh, I knew you were going to start with this one too. Cause yeah. I was, I was like trying to think about it in the back of my mind. Like, how am I going to answer this? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh my God. Yeah. You know what? As soon as I'm like moving on, I'm going to think of so many different things. Cause mm-hmm. I feel, I have a lot of really unpopular opinions. Yeah. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think a hot dog is a sandwich? No. <laughs> some people do. Some people do. It's oh it's gosh. a hot topic to what some people. What do I believe? Uh, I told you this is gonna happen. <laughs> um, 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 can we come back to it? Is yeah. it loud? Yeah. Okay, no, yeah, let's totally do that. Fine. Let's do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll we'll start on a lighter one. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was having a conversation at work, and we were talking about B-list superpowers, oh, yeah. and essentially like. What came to mind for me first was, like, oh, the best power would be able to, like, hit every green light on a road so that, like, you're not stopped at the stop sign, you don't have, like, a red light, like, nothing's in your way. Um, Do you have, like, a B-list superpower? Um, 
I would like to be able to be fluent in any language that I wanted to be. I was, I was, that was the second one I was going to say. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be so cool. I think so too. I mean, I want to be fluent in a few languages. So yeah. I think it would make it easier for me yeah. not to jump through all those hurdles. Just have it. Yeah. Coming out. Oh like, my you know, gosh. Just spitting some different language. That'd be yeah. so cool. Just, yeah. Oh, Go yeah, anywhere in the world that. and be like, all right, cool. We're yeah, you just can have communicate. Right. <laughs> that would be so great. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Another one that came to mind that we were talking about before the, the recording was um, being able to get chips and guac for free at Chipotle. Yeah. That would be a pretty great surprise. I'd love that. Yeah, that'd be pretty fun. Yeah. Um, so moving on from that, uh, if you could reverse one failure, which one would you choose and, and how do you think that would affect you? Um, actually, I don't think I would reverse any of my failures. Okay. Because I don't know. I, I mean, there are a lot of things. I in I mean, there are a lot of things that I've done that I've really regretted, or like some things that I failed at mm-hmm. that I wish you know I would have acted differently. Yeah. But at the same time, when I'm looking back on it, mm-hmm. if things didn't happen exactly the way that they did, I wouldn't be where I am now. Exactly. And I just think that you know, a lot of times, I mean, I guess like wisdom kind of feels like making dumb mistakes at first yeah. and you go through something and then you realize it. So I guess, I don't know, I wouldn't reverse any of my failures because yeah. they've really built me and molded me and shaped me yeah. and given me like knowledge so that, mm-hmm. you know, I can do better in the future, I yeah, guess. Totally. Yeah. I, no, I think that's, I think that's a great way to think about it because I'm like, some people are obviously like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like this one time I did this and I yeah. really wish I didn't, but that's, that's a, that's a great viewpoint on it. Like, mm-hmm. like, Sure, we fail, but we become better because of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so if you if you could describe your life in one like Netflix show or movie or like just any show or movie that you that you've watched, what do you think it would be? Um. Or maybe you identify with a certain character, or like maybe maybe that's <laughs> maybe a little bit easier. So for me. I, like, have you seen Parks and Rec? No, I haven't. Okay. I've heard good things. Yes. There is a character uh, that comes on, I think in like season two. His name's Chris Traeger. He's p- played by Rob Lowe. And he's like this super like positive, like really energetic guy that's always like moving and always trying to do mm-hmm. like a billion different things. So I kind of identify with that. Yeah. But um, do you have someone that you kind of identify with, like a character? Or, yeah. Like, a show? <laughs> um, well, I'm just really obsessed with new girl and um my favorite character is nick but i feel like i really (laughs) identify with winston yes (laughs) like winston's honestly one of my favorites for so many different reasons i just think he's so goofy and he's like weirdly obsessed with his cat and like his pranking i try so hard like i literally try so hard to be prank sinatra like he is Mm -hmm. um i don't know and those everybody in that show is just so weird yeah. like in the and I, that's just me people always yeah. tell me they're like you're one of the weirdest people i've ever met and i'm like <laughs> keep you on your toes yeah. so i don't yeah yeah oh man schmidt oh my gosh funniest guy I've he's ever. so like, funny he's, <laughs> oh my god he's so funny like i just can't even believe some of like the writing on that show is unparalleled it's i know so good like i don't understand and all the characters are just so like believable like i really yeah. i'm just like how how do you actually get that into character that I believe that's really what you're like yeah. in real life? Uh-huh. It's crazy. Nick is one of the best characters on TV, I think. He's my favorite. He's so I love funny. Him. He's so funny. And I, he's just uh, so dramatic and, like, dumb. Like, he just <laughs> does the weirdest thing. And then, like, like, he would be the guy to have a relationship with a random Korean guy that he met in a park. 
And doesn't even yes, it they doesn't even, even communicate. They don't even speak the same language. Right, they're like telepath, telepathic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that oh that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. that's just the best show ever. Um, <laughs> kind of going off of that, I guess. Um, what what's the best book that you think you've read to date? Um, okay, The Shack for okay. sure. Um, that's my favorite book right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean. This is just kind of like on a real nose. You're talking about like something like funny stuff. Yeah. Um. I I don't know. I don't know if you know what that book is about. I'm not familiar. But no. um. So basically, this guy, his name is Mac. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes on this trip, like mm-hmm. a camping trip with his family. Yeah. And his daughter, like I think she's two or something like that, mm-hmm. gets abducted. Oh man. And um, she like it's it ends up being like this, um thing she like never gets found but they like mm-hmm. find um remnants of like the clothing that she was wearing and it was bloody yeah. and like so you're just he never ends up actually finding out what happened to her he just knows that she died he doesn't know if she was like tortured or anything yeah. and it happened um I'm, I'm like trying to make sure that i'm not spoiling anything yeah. um but anyways basically what it is um a few i don't know how long i think it was a few years later or something like that mm-hmm. um Mackenzie Mac, the yeah. guy, receives like this mysterious letter in mm-hmm. the mail, and yeah. it's to be like from God. And it mm-hmm. was basically like, meet me at the shack. And he was thinking, like, oh my God, it's the killer or something like that, because yeah. like the shack is where he found um her like the, her, her dress and stuff like yeah. that there. So um he goes up there and ends up actually having like this encounter with the father son and holy spirit yeah and it's really cool because mm-hmm. you have these like like for instance mm-hmm. god yeah. the father is mm-hmm. like a black woman yeah it's just really cool it yeah. like completely destroys any kind of religious conditioning that you've ever been like exposed to and mm-hmm. just gets down to who god really is yeah and i am really into my faith mm-hmm. love jesus he's my <laughs> best friend so um that's i don't know it was just really cool for me because it just, it teaches you so much mm-hmm. and, you know, like it ends up culminating to this like huge, like overwhelming peace that he gets just by yeah. um, having that experience mm-hmm. and ends up like forgiving mm-hmm. the murderer and like abductor and everything. Yeah. Oh, That's so powerful. I'm, I can't tell you how much I cried during that <laughs> book, but yeah. it was seriously, and it was exactly what I needed because, you know, mm-hmm. I was going through some things. Yeah. I needed to, you know, let like let just God take some things off of me yeah. and actually forgive. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I mean, I need to reread that book. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. No, no, no. And those are the best oh, books so too. Like, so my favorite is, it's probably a tie between The Alchemist and 1984. I've heard really good things about both of them. Never oh read either. Oh, God. Yeah. So I had to read 1984 in high school. Yeah. It was like required reading. But then I read The Alchemist just because. Yeah. And it, both of them are such interesting stories. They're, they're completely separate. Like, mm-hmm. one of them is in this, like, totalitarian, like, society where everything's controlled. Like, the media is running your life. Like, all of that. But then The Alchemist is, like this kid in the middle of essentially nowhere and uh-huh. he like herd sheep and he's like essentially like a shepherd and he goes on this experience and this journey um but yeah both of them are absolutely insane so i cannot recommend them enough mm-hmm. um we do have to go back to that one oh question my gosh, that here we do, of course. <laughs> yeah um because i want to end on the last one because that's that's okay okay end all right let's do it though so something that you believe that you think that others wouldn't agree with you on um Okay. 
All right, I'm just, this is like so random. Okay. Um, Just because I thought of it, I was mm-hmm. talking to my mom about this. We went and saw Jurassic World the other day. Okay. And I honestly thought it was the worst movie. I thought it was so <laughs> dumb. The entire debate about like preserving dinosaurs because honestly, like, they're going to eat you. They're literally going to step on you or eat you or yeah. something like that. I don't understand why mm-hmm. you're like trying so hard to you know keep them like like stop trying to be their friend like they don't really care Mm -hmm. not to say like you know kill the dinosaurs (laughs) but i like the one guy's idea where he said you know let them stay on their little land and let the volcano take care of things Mm -hmm. um i think you know what that just kind of reminded me this isn't like super specific but Mm -hmm. i am like really annoyingly critical of movies okay like when i see something i don't know for instance like movies that are just not believable and like Mm -hmm. i like some fiction things like i love the avengers and all the superhero movies and things like that yeah but some things i just think are really dumb Mm -hmm. and i don't know not that i would be a good movie producer Mm -hmm. but i mean i wish i had something specific for you but Mm -hmm. all i want to say is that jurassic world was stupid (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty much how i feel i just thought the entire moral dilemma of it was like really dramatic for no reason yeah I was mm-hmm. like, why is this even <laughs> like these aren't even real dinosaurs? You just genetically like <laughs> mutated them, like you cloned them. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was just so. I the minute I sat in there and started watching, my dad picked it out. <laughs> he'll watch anything. Yeah. Um, I was just like, man, I'm happy I didn't pay for this. Be a waste of my money. I'd have left, but I was yeah. with my parents. So <laughs> I couldn't. See, I'm I'm the exact opposite. I go really? into a movie. <laughs> I go into a movie with the lowest of low bars <laughs> because I'm like, I've paid for this. I have the popcorn in my lap. I'm going to enjoy this no matter what, hopefully. I've only ever walked out of one movie. Really? It was, was you probably don't even remember. It was called Dark Shadows. No. It was this Johnny Depp movie where it's like essentially a ripoff of the Addams Family. And it was horrendous. (laughs) We got, I was there with my dad, got halfway through the movie and I was like, are you watching this? And he's like, no, I don't get, and I was like, okay, we're leaving. Because it was so (laughs) terrible. Um, but that just, it taught me to go into movies with a terribly low bar so that I'm always like kind of excited after I should I try it. doing that. Yeah. I mean, I don't even go in with any expectations. Just like yeah. watch things. I'm, it's <laughs> funny. My mom and I sit next to each other and we just complain about it. Hold on. My dad gets so mad. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, my favorite. Do you have any movies that you actually, okay. I shouldn't I say actually like? that way. Yeah, but <laughs> I have a ton. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a favorite um, movie? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I have a few favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, for a really long time, my favorite movie was White Chicks. I just watched it every day. Like, yeah. when I first watched I think I watched it the first time when I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, literally would just watch it every yeah, single day. Repeat. To the point that literally I could probably recite every single line of the movie. It was kind of sad. Oh, man. Like, it was like I was that annoying person yeah. that would, like, be saying things at the same time or saying <laughs> things beforehand. Oh, yeah. God, I was so no, annoying. I'm totally but, that way. Also, um, series of movies that I think are really underappreciated are, like, the Tyler Perry Medea movies. Okay. Have you seen any of them? I've never seen any yeah, of them. Yeah, you should. Okay. Because it's just Tyler Perry dressed <laughs> up as, a, like, w- old woman yeah. who's just like, oh, God, she's great. Yeah. She's just really sassy, mm-hmm. and I don't know. It's funny. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, I'm a, I'm a Ferris Bueller guy. That was, oh, like, I love Ferris that was, like, the movie for me once yeah. I saw it. Yeah. yeah. It was really good. All right, this is the most, this is my favorite question. I absolutely love asking this question. So, if you had the opportunity to put a billboard or an advertisement or something where everyone is going to see it and you could put a message on it. So, say, imagine you're walking down, you're in Manhattan, in Times Square, and every billboard in Times Square has this message on it. And you could just put it out for a day. 
what would you want to put on that billboard? Um, it's a tough question. I, I know. It is tough. Oh my yeah. gosh, I'm terrible. Mm-hmm. Um. So okay. What? I can Go give ahead. you. I can give you sort of like a reference of what other people have said. Yeah. Give me so, some references. So, um, the first guest we had, Colin, he said, "Do more," which is on my computer actually. I think. It's, I see it. Yeah, yeah, it's right there. Yeah. So, essentially, like really striving to do better and do more and continuing to grow and to to really take every opportunity that you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second guest we had, Claire, she said, be open to things and, and be open to learning today, essentially, and, and understanding that there are things that you can learn and, and things that you can understand and, and being open to learning new things. Yeah. So that's what they wanted to put on their billboards. Yeah. What would you like to put on your billboard? Okay, on my billboard, and this might make some people mad, mm-hmm. but... Um, I think I would honestly put something about it would have to do with Jesus. Yeah. Um, something about just the fact that you are just like so loved mm-hmm. by the God of everything. Because yeah. I just think the coolest thing ever is mm-hmm. that like the God who created like the universe mm-hmm. and who knows you better than anyone, like knows all of your faults and all the things about you mm-hmm. that you hate and all of your regrets and failures and everything that like, you know, might at your worst day make you feel worthless Mm -hmm. loves you more than anything and literally just thinks that you are to die obviously he thought you were to die for yeah um i mean i know a lot of people like believe different things Mm -hmm. and i have plenty of friends who not even are like atheists but like Mm anti-christian um but i don't know i think it's a message that everybody should hear obviously i believe that it's true but i think that's been like the most influential thing in my entire life was when Mm -hmm. i actually um was saved it was like one of those times where, you know, I needed something and I was searching for peace in all yeah. the wrong places mm-hmm. and I found it in the arms of grace and there you go. it was really cool because, mm-hmm. I don't know, yeah. ever since then, mm-hmm. life has been pretty <laughs> There you go. <laughs> pretty great. Yeah. So yeah, I guess something about you are loved. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I think that's a great message. I think cool. that's really good. Yeah. All right. Well, Awesome. Well, I think that kind of just wraps it up. Right, so I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you so much for taking out the time and being here and sharing your viewpoint with everyone because I think that not too many people know what it's like being a student and an athlete and exploring all these different passions and, and being regimented but also being creative <laughs> at the same time and, and just trying to balance everything. Yeah. So. Well, thank you. Yeah, I think it was really insightful. Thanks for thinking mm-hmm. of me. Well, I think you should plug your photography instagram so people can keep up with you my photography instagram yeah plug it like yeah say it yeah you can say for it yeah. um okay it's i don't even go on my photo page just follow <laughs> my regular instagram it's alana a-l-a-n-a mm-hmm. dot period mm-hmm. cartwright c-a-r-t-w-r-i-g-h-t yeah um i am more active on that account anyways mm-hmm. yeah if you want to look cool. me up i got my website in my bio don't know yeah. how much longer i'm gonna have it <laughs> <laughs> yeah well awesome well thank you very much Thank you. Yep. All right. And we will come back with another episode soon. So thanks for listening.